us to see another day. Lord, we ask that you would use this preaching moment. I ask that you would also use many uh, who will be preaching across this nation. I ask that you would speak through uh, every prophetic preacher and pastor, Lord God, who is called by your name to speak in such a way that uh, empowers and excites, Lord God, and convicts and points to Jesus. Lord, please don't let this be any kind of man-centered show from across, across pulpits this morning, uh, across from uh, stages and desks. Lord God, I ask that you use every gift that we have in the body to glorify you. Lord, we thank you for those who have showed up in person. We thank you for those who are watching online. We thank you for those who will be listening by podcast, Lord God. We thank you for those who uh, are looking forward, who have tuned in. Have your way this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, if you would, um, if you would, turn in your Bibles to Matthew uh, chapter 8. Matthew chapter 8. And if you're looking online, uh, you can go look on your smart device at Matthew uh, chapter 8, verse 28 through 32. Mike, that sounds so good, brother. Uh, we thank you. Um, so go to Matthew 8, 28 through 32. And I'll be reading from the New Living Translation. And it says this. It says, when Jesus, beginning at verse 28, arrived on the other side of the lake in the region of the Gadarenes, two men who were demon-possessed or possessed by demons, whatever version you have, met him. They came out of the tombs and were so violent that no one could go through that area. They began screaming at him. And this is what the demons said. They said, why are you interfering with us, son of God? Have you come here to torture us before God's appointed time? Uh, then verse 30 says this. Uh, there happened to be a large herd of pigs feeding in the distance. So the demons begged Jesus and they said this. They said, if you cast us out, send us into the herd of pigs. Mike, that's what they said. And then verse 32 says this, uh, he responded, all right, go, uh, Jesus commanded. So the demons came out uh, of the men and entered the pigs, and the whole herd plunged down the steep hillside into the lake and drowned in the water. Many of you who may be looking online, you've already seen the title, but I want to tell you who may not have seen the title uh, that today I want to preach from the fall just for a short moment, uh, confronting the chaos. And I feel like a preach on me. I feel like there's a whole lot of people that got some preach on today, Mike, uh, Jonathan, confronting the chaos. Uh, thank you, brother. Uh, on, on January 6th, uh, it was the day of chaos all across our nation, particularly on Capitol Hill. And if you don't know about it, that means you had your head in the sand or you were just uh, ignoring everything or you were just apathetic uh, to what's happening in our nation. But there was uh, a day of chaos across this nation, Charles. 
particularly on Capitol Hill. And I had several people uh, on that day, they, they sent me text messages, um, you know, because they want to share, they want to express, Lauren, uh, how, how they felt embarrassment for it and how they felt anger. They text me some long messages, and they, they, they express to me through text message uh, their, their feelings about what happened on Capitol Hill. Uh, they want to share with me how much they love me and how much they care about me and how they don't support that stuff that was happening on Capitol Hill. They, they text me, and, and they shared their embarrassment and their anger on the text message uh, about how they felt regarding everything that took place for the world to see, Mike. They, they, they text me to share with me their embarrassment and their anger. And it's good that they felt those emotions. I, I even talked to somebody across Zoom on Friday night, and I said, I said, it's good that you feel that embarrassment, but there's some people who need to feel that embarrassment on 10. It's good that you feel that anger. She said, I don't want black folk to look at me and think that I'm like all them other white folk. I said, it's good that you feel that embarrassment and that anger, because you're not like all of them. I know that. Again, they, they shared with me in private how they felt about the embarrassment they felt and the anger that they had concerning the chaos on Capitol Hill, right? I, I, I said, it's good that you feel that emotion. I said, the problem is this, and I tell you guys the problem. The problem is their failure to publicly confront the chaos. So they'll privately comment about the chaos, but they won't publicly confront the chaos. That, that, that's, that's the issue. So, so what I'm saying is that we don't need any more secret love. Amen? Yeah, we don't need any secret pity. Amen? Yeah, we, we don't need any, any secret feelings about how you're doing. We don't need any secret uh, compassion. We need you to go public. See, what we need are spirit-filled individuals who love humanity more than they love their personal comfort. Huh? We need them to go public. We, we need some folks to go public and rebuke the blatant wickedness that we saw the other day and have continued to see. Huh? All over the pandemic, throughout the whole time, we've had continued videos of police brutality and injustice. Go public. Huh? If you got issues with a certain denomination, go public. You got issues with a certain uh, political party, go public. If folk have done wrong, if there is chaos, and you have something to say, confront it publicly. Uh, rebuke this demonic wickedness. Uh, and throughout the Bible, uh, we can find in historical accounts that God was using ordinary Everyday people. He's calling ordinary, everyday people. You don't need a degree. You don't need nothing special. Mike Harris at his granddaddy's funeral yesterday quoted his granddaddy. He said that his granddaddy said, grandson, what's two plus two? He said, four. He said, son, if you go over there to another city, what's two plus two? He said, four. If you go over there to another place, what's two plus two? He said, four. So it don't matter where, where you go, it's still four. He can use anybody and get those good results that God wants, can he? Yeah. Everyday, ordinary people, he calls as prophets, he calls as civic leaders, he calls to speak up against the chaos that's going on. He calls priests to confront the chaos, and today we are confronting the chaos. Yeah, what is chaos? It's disorder. It's confusion. 
It's evil. Confusion, disorder is not from God. Just because God has allowed some things, that means it's from him. It's an opportunity for us to speak out. He's giving us an opportunity to be who we say we are. If we are the church, we have an opportunity to be the church. I'm preaching today. Huh? Jesus was often ridiculed because he entered into chaotic spaces. He entered into chaotic places and he said something. And he did something. Huh? Uh, unlike his self-righteous, pseudo-religious counterparts. He did something. They ain't like it. Because he was countercultural in the way he did ministry. And Matthew records it in our text. Matthew records Jesus confronting the chaos. He goes into a region that oftentimes was excluded from Jews. Don't go over there. Got, got too many Greeks over there. Don't go over there. I kind of don't go over on that side. But he went to the other side and he took his disciples with him. Huh? And, and, and the text says that he was met by two demon-possessed men. Now, we have Mark, we have Luke, who have the same account, and they give it from a different lens. They talk about one man, but they're not contradicting each other. So for those who don't believe the Bible, they're not contradictory stories. They're just seen from a different lens. We got two men in this story who are demon-possessed, and demons are they're fallen angels. They're fallen angels. Now, I don't have time to teach a whole class this morning on demonology. This is not what today is about. But, but demons, uh, briefly, they do this. They, they, they cause diseases. Uh, demons, they cause mental illness. Demons, they, they hinder progress. You know, you're trying to move forward and, and pass certain bills. A demon will hinder it. Woo! Demon, uh, they have voter discrimination. You know what demons do. They try to stop certain things. That's what demons do. But demons in particular are territorial. Demons like certain territories. They, they want to take over certain places. We see it in text. They, they, they want authority over certain regions, over certain neighborhoods, over certain towns, over certain cities. And they do this often by using ungodly, unsafe people. Huh? And if you pay close attention, any area where demons have taken over, becomes identified by that demonic behavior. I know I'm right about it. I know I'm right about it. I know I'm right about it. But there are places that are well known for demonic behavior because they have taken over the territory. Don't drive over there. That place is known for lynching. You might get shot while driving while black. Don't go over there. That's a sundown town. Don't go over there when the sun go down, Fred. Yeah, that, that place is known for car bombings. Don't go over there. Yeah, that place is known for police brutality. Don't go over there. Don't stop in that town because some places have been taken over by demons who were territorial and the behavior of the demons is known abroad. Huh? Yeah, yeah. Don't go over there. Why? Because demons are territorial and being territorial makes demons violent. When you think you own something, you're protected. When you think you own something, you're willing to die for it. You're willing to injure somebody else when you feel entitled to something. Huh? Territorial. Verse 28, 
uh, in the text says that the men were so violent that no one could go through the region because they had taken over the region. Amen? They had become territorial over the region. You know, it's interesting, uh, on January 6th, the same day that rioters, that's what they were, they were rioters. They, this is more than a protest, they were rioters. I call it what it is, they're rioters. Huh? They stormed the Capitol. The, the same day that they stormed the Capitol, there was a protest of rioters in downtown L.A. S same day, downtown Los Angeles. Uh, the Los Angeles Times uh, reports this uh, in the news article. They said it was a 25-year-old woman, a female, young lady named Belinda Nebo, and, and she was trying to walk back home. She was trying to walk back home on our block where she lived, trying to go back home. And, and, and she had to walk through these rioters who had taken over the territory. She, she's trying to go back home. 25 years old, young African-American woman trying to go back home. And she had to go through a group of rioters who had become territorial on her block. Isn't that a shame? And what happened? They became, they became violent. And they started to assault her verbally and physically. Accounts say in the newspaper, they tore off her hair. They shoved her in the back. They sprayed her with mace. Huh? And it, there's a, there was a journalist who did not tell anybody who she was. She was taking pictures of the event, but she said she said she stayed quiet because she wants to continue to do her work as a secret journalist. So she didn't want to come out and say that she was there. But she published the pictures and she promoted the article so the world would be would see and would know. Huh? And I got to tell you, I, I, I'm tired of stuff like this. I, I, I got to say that I'm, I'm tired of evil men putting their hands on women. That, I, that's one of the many things I'm tired of. I, I'm tired of white men putting their hands on young black women. I'm, I'm tired of it. I, I call it that. I don't mind confronting it. I, I, I'm tired of it. I'm tired of it because it's demonic. It's, it's evil. It's demonic. Another situation, there's a guy named Jamie Grant. He's a gentleman who lives here in Memphis. He's a proud Memphian. Yeah, he, he recorded himself on Facebook. He, he recorded himself on Facebook. You know, we go Facebook Live, like I'm live right now because I want you to see what's going on. He recorded himself on Facebook. He was chanting this with a group of rioters at the Capitol. He said, police stand down. Police stand down. Police stand down. Over and over again, he's chanting it and recording it. And then he turns the camera on himself, and he says this. He says that we have breached the second line. Y'all hear that? Because demons are territorial. And when demons are territorial, they become violent. Hours later, that same man was interviewed on local news here. And he had the nerve to say this. He said this, y'all. He said, he said, those people who broke into the Capitol weren't with us. But I just saw the video. He said they weren't with us. He said we were marching peacefully, singing hymns and gospel songs. Huh? Yeah. What? He, he, he lied. Do y'all hear the hypocrisy? Do y'all hear the contradiction? He, he was just saying, he was just saying, Police stand down. Police stand down. Police stand down. We have reached the second line. And then he does an interview and says, we were marching peacefully. 
and we were singing hymns and gospel songs. So, so here, here's the hypocrisy, if you can see it, that, that stuff like that, things like that, behavior like that, it confuses people who are looking for God. It confuses people who are looking for a real God, who are looking for a real Savior, because we have people, like I said before, masquerading as Christians. They are confusing people. Demons confuse folk. Confuse people. Because demonic behavior does not line up with Jesus. And I want you to know that people like that do not represent the real body of Christ. And we're confronting it today. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 14 and 15 says this in the New Living Translation. It says this. It says, Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. So it is no wonder that his servants also disguise themselves as servants of righteousness. They disguise themselves. In the end, they will get the punishment their wicked deeds deserve. That's the Bible. That ain't me. I ain't make that up. This is God's word. This is, I didn't make this up. He says, man, they disguise themselves just like the Satan does, just like Satan does as angels of light. Huh? They, they try to masquerade themselves as servants of righteousness. But in the end, they will get the punishment that their wicked deeds deserve. Huh? See, see, the demons, when they saw Jesus in the text, you know what they started doing? They started shouting. It really translates that they were screaming. That they, it was a screech, huh? a screech, a loud screech, that they were saying, Son of God, Son of God. Yeah, I've been in some churches and I heard people saying, Son of God. Son of God, you know what I'm saying? And when you hear them all together, you don't know who's with them or who's not with them. Son of God, son of God, because we know how to mimic church behavior. We know how to sound real churchy. We have learned how to act like we in church, that we in Christ. Son of God, son of God, and lots of people who say Jesus' name don't produce his character. Son of God, so just because you say son of God does not mean you submit to the son of God. There must be fruit that follows, huh? As followers, I don't care if you're black, white, Asian, Dominican, I don't care what color you are. If you say son of God, there ought to be some fruit behind it, huh? Because these men, they were filled with demons, and their God was not the God and creator of the universe. Their God was not the creator of humanity. Their God and father is Satan. And there are some demonic people whose God and Father is Satan. I got to give you some more Bible. John 8, 44, New Living Translation says this, For you are the children of your father, the devil, and you love to do evil things he does. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has always hated truth because there is no truth in him. Huh? When he lies, it is consistent with his character. That's what the scripture says. When he lies, it's consistent with his character. When demonic people lie, it is consistent with their character. Don't be fooled. We need to be, as Fred has continued to say, discerning. We need to be able to say, that's a demon. Because their behavior doesn't line up with the fruit of righteousness. That's a demon. Huh? And people who serve Satan are demonic and demons control them. 
Don't be afraid of demons. Know what you're dealing with. We don't walk in fear. We walk in the power of the Lord. He hasn't given us the spirit of fear, but a power and of love and of a sound mind. We don't go crazy over demons, and we don't go looking under every stone for a demon. Huh? See, demons, let me tell you what's demon, what's demonic is this. See, demonic stuff and demonic behavior, demons do this, and they've been continuing to do this. Demons will oppress the womb of women. Yes, they will. They'll create laws that tell women what they ought to do with their bodies. That's demonic. Demons will crush the dignity of the immigrant. They'll say, you can't stay here, but they'll use them to work for cheap labor. That's demonic. Demons will do this. They will devalue people of color. They'll say, ah, you really can't work here because you're too dark. We like you because you're real light-skinned. No, we don't like you because you got nappy hair. We don't like you because you got dreadlocks. Yeah, we like you because your hair is curly. Demons will miseducate children in the ghetto. They'll say, you got the same books, but your books are old. Your books are outdated. It's demonic. Demons will say, you can have computers, but you can't take them home. You ain't got no Wi-Fi. You can't pass your classes. That's demonic. Demons will murder black and brown activists because you speak up against things. They say it's too political. You mean to tell me I can't talk about what's going on in my neighborhood? I can't talk about the grocery stores that are leaving my neighborhood? You mean I can't talk about the MLG and W bills in my neighborhood? No, you can't talk about a picture. We don't want you talking about a picture, but I'm going to confront the chaos. Demons withhold loans. They create redlining in the communities. Demons gentrify. Demons. And Jesus wants the church to confront them all. Demons are terrified by Jesus. Because he has all power in heaven and in earth. We ain't got the power. But we possess it. See, the power is not in and of ourselves. The power is from Jesus. So I can't do nothing in my flesh. If I do something in my flesh, they're going to say, hold up, Jesus, I know power, I know, but who are you? But when I do it with the Spirit, they say, I'm scared of that person. I am terrified because you are walking in the authority of Jesus. I'm talking about the real Jesus, though. I ain't talking about this American Jesus. I ain't talking about the patriotic Jesus. No, no, no. I ain't talking about no white supremacy Jesus. I ain't talking about no blue hair, blue hair, uh, blue eyed, blonde haired Jesus. I'm talking about the real Jesus. The Jesus that was born in Bethlehem, that dark skinned Jesus. The Jesus that hid in Egypt, that Jesus. The Jesus that was raised in Nazareth, that Jesus. The Jesus that was dead for three days, that Jesus. The Jesus that raised from the dead, that Jesus. Huh? And that Jesus terrifies demons and makes the demons say this. Why are you interfering with us? When we come around church, demons ought to say, why? Are you interfering with us? Why are you interfering with our chaos? Since resting, the paradox in the text is this, that the demons ask Jesus to put them in the pigs. Why? Because the demons wanted compassion, something they were not willing to extend. See, the demons wanted compassion. Put, put, put us... Put us in the pigs. You know what he said? Go ahead then. Because it was not at the appointed time yet. 
But I want you to know that demons, time is running out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demons, time is running out. There was a pointed time. Yeah, what you see in the text, when all those pigs went and plunged into the water and drowned, is just a foreshadowing of what will happen to every demonic system in this world. Every demon, every chaotic thing will one day be drowned in the lake of fire. Huh? Yeah, not just that, but everything that we have dealt with chaotic in our life. One day, every cancer cell, everything dealing with AIDS, all depression, all divorce, every hurtful relationships, every mental illness, everything that we have been through that is not like God, everything that is chaotic will one day be drowned in the lake of fire. Justice is coming. One day, justice will be there. One day, justice will ultimately prepare. One day, because all of this evil, all of this demonic activity will be drowned because of the power of Jesus. And I can have hope because he will vindicate us one day. He will. But we must, in the meantime, confront the chaos at hand. God, we thank you. We thank you for your word. We ask that you would speak to somebody. That you would save somebody who has lost hope in you. Who's lost hope in your church. That you save them. Not because of some pretty fancy words of a sermon but because your power drew them back to you. And those who are saved, Lord God, I ask that you would give them courage to confront the chaos in our land. That they would speak up and not be cowardly because that's not like you. We thank you today for your word. In Jesus' name we pray and give you praise. And the church said amen. Amen. God bless you.